This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, bro And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we everyone, and welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer. And I'm Barry Rosenfeld. It's podcast Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is she going to say it? Because if, if you didn't, I wasn't going to. But like, I had a feeling you would. <laughs> how how are we feeling? How are we doing? What's the vibe? What's the what's the mood? I'm tired. Like, I'm I'm tired. I actually I'm- just took two liquid gels, not because I'm tired, but because my body's hurting because I like did a lot yesterday and I'm sore and I'm tired. And I had one, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I had a bottle of wine and I cut myself opening it. Like I had a day yesterday. Like on the, on like the foil or. Yeah. So I'm obviously professional at opening bottles of wine and this one. As we would say. The cork was stuck and I have an electric one. I was alternating back and forth because I said, I will not let the wine bottle win. I am drinking this tonight. So the foil, yeah. when I like gripped it, the oh. foil was like, fuck you, Barry. We're going to win. So I got like in a fight with my wine bottle last night and I won. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and uh, you were like, it, it was like Crystal versus Sutton, Barry versus the wine. Yeah, I'm the crystal in this. The, the wine foil was an inappropriate, awkward person. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. Obviously, we're talking about Beverly Hills today, family karma, lots to discuss. Um, this season of Beverly Hills, I feel like every week there's just new, new and interesting things to talk about. We're never at a loss for words, except maybe in a good way. I I loved this episode and I was very impressed because I was wondering, I knew at some point they had taken uh break in filming because there were positive COVID right. tests and I was like how, like when are we going to get there are they going to just pretend it didn't happen like how are they going to handle that and they handled it with such grace it was like I mean got, does like, Beverly Hills handle anything any differently I mean the last few seasons of Beverly Hills have not been like incredible so I wasn't sure with it, I appreciated they gave us like a couple key sort of FaceTime scenes that were necessary we got a couple of these genius looking over the balcony scenes and then it was like bada bing bada boom quarantine's over. They, I loved the way they acknowledged it and kind of yeah. just moved right through it. Yeah. I mean, I felt bad, like obviously I felt bad for anybody who had COVID and like you could see the differences of what they were going through. Like Kyle was really, really like hit with like parenting and just like really depressed and it was sad, but I'm glad not that, that they're all thankfully okay because it was so scary. sad with Dorit talking about how she was quarantined separate from her kids and she has little kids like and they were when she was saying like oh like mommy we'll get it we don't care we just want to see like I oh know. my heart 
I know. I, I, I can like picture really their tough. their little voices, like Phoenix and Jagger, like it being like in there. I can feel. I can see Phoenix saying this in like a Star Wars costume too. Okay, we, we got to talk about what happened with Sutton and Crystal because that was kind of the carryover from last <laughs> episode. Um, so after the ugly leather pants moment, they kind of bring Sutton back. They like you know reel her in a little bit. She apologizes pretty immediately for the pants comment. You know, she says in her confessional that she think they're really cute. I, th- I think they were pleather actually. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's like okay. So Sutton apologizes for that like one specific moment, but right. she still, still, still cannot get over the use of the word violated, and I just think okay, we've talked about this for the last couple of weeks. I personally feel, and I think the definition of the word confirms that Crystal used it correctly in a sense, you know, like she wasn't using the wrong word. I'm sorry, but but you can't back down the way she did when you are right. Like when you're right, she was right. So there, she was not like, right. She needs to just like get the fuck over it because crystal has made it clear that she's not going to apologize because she wasn't actually wrong it's interesting to see the other women get a little more of a glimpse into how crystal really handles things i agree and i disagree because i feel like she's has connected with the other women so it's like she has a different relationship with them and therefore the things that happened with her and sutton wouldn't happen with the other women so i feel like they don't think that way but i did get pissed when sutton was like when they did sit down and sutton was like it's nothing you said it's your presence and everyone was like sutton (laughs) like that was Er erica was like that was uncalled for like it were not like in fifth grade where you don't need to like keep and that is where it turned and that's where crystal got like mad and started raising her voice and to be honest i would have done the same thing because there's only only so much you can do for someone that's pissing you off and just is not getting over it so sutton was uh, crystal was like so then you can leave and she like got really mad but to be honest i think this sit down and this argument and raised voices is the conversation that needed to happen now they're good sutton made a joke should you lock your door and i was like oh god everyone's like sutton land the plane like please stop but but i think like hopefully fingers crossed i think like this is it like we are good these two are definitely at the point where it's like you need to hash it out and move on for the sake of the group and us there's enough other stuff going on we don't need we don't need to talk about violated at every group event for the rest of the season tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. 
Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. So after the Bolognese lunch, which I saw someone refer to on Twitter as Harry and Lisa's super spreader Bolognese lunch. No. uh, So Kyle, Kathy, and Dorit all test positive for COVID, unfortunately. So the cast is in quarantine. And during week two of this quarantine is when the big news, the big news breaks that Tom and Erica are being sued. And there's the allegations about the plane crash victims and, you know, basically everything that we are still talking about up to this day. Um, It's so interesting that this happened when they were in quarantine, because, of course, it gives us some classic moments of like Garcelle calling Sutton and being like, did you did you hear? And Sutton's like, oh, wow, it's on Fox News. (laughs) It's everywhere. Yeah, I I mean, it, it is it is crazy to think about being on the cast of one of these shows and you're filming your season and you're just kind of like going about whatever group stuff is happening, you know, like Sutton and Crystal arguing, I'm sure in the context of the group, it felt important, but like nobody was posting about it online. And then all of a sudden your storyline for the season is like national news. Right. I mean, she's involved in a federal lawsuit. It's like a really, really big deal. And like, I said it last night. I watched the episode. I'm going to say it again. I don't think she knew. I do not think she knew. I think that conversation with her and Kyle last night, the mascara. Yes, it was. It was, you know, I don't (laughs) think that she was planning on breaking down and having that conversation with Kyle. I think she saw Kyle and she got overwhelmed and it hit her. And no one can say they haven't been in that situation before where it just all hits you at once. And you talk about it. We have never seen Erica like that. And to be honest, that looked very, those emotions, you can disagree with me. Anyone can disagree with me. Those emotions looked so raw, like, and, and, wild again the mascara was like funny it was just like oh my god and then the music in the background was kind of like weird like not believe i don't know but it is just something that i feel like no one can imagine and now we're seeing more and more of like who her how her and tom's relationship was why she would ever question where his money was coming from what happens when she asks him questions like it's all coming to a head And at the same time, like her situation, obviously, I'm not going to say it has the victims of this plane crash and the lawsuit are are one thing that that is as important as everything that's going on. That has nothing to do with Erica's life and what she's going through, too. Like, so everyone's like, what what about the victim? That has it has one thing is different from the other. Like, it has nothing to do with that. Like, yes and no, because I agree that her. The experience of her divorce and her talking about 
what she went through with her marriage. To be honest, like, I don't really have any reason to not believe that. Like, I, I, some of those things are things that we have sort of seen on the show. What you think her divorce, her divorce, like, wasn't a sham, you're saying? Yeah. Like, the stuff with Tom, you know, like, right. Not being very, like, warm or whatever, like, not kind of being, you know, the stuff behind closed doors, like, that all kind of checks out to me. Like, I wouldn't question that. But the the thing for me is that I don't think that the what's happening with all the victims is completely separate from her because the whole connotation is that stolen money was being used to fund her whole lifestyle. And so I think I don't think it's necessarily a question. I mean, I, I guess it is a question of what she knew and when. Yeah, that's but I think what I mean. Like other, what she knew. I think when what people are saying about her being upset and her not acknowledging that is that if I was spending $40,000 a month and I found out that that money might have been stolen from plane crash victims, I would feel pretty fucking shitty about that. Even if I didn't know. And I think that's that's the thing with Erica is I think you can, you can separate the question of the divorce and maybe she didn't know from the fact that like on a human level, doesn't she feel awful, even if it's not her fault? And Absolutely. I think that's the that's the thing that's so kind of troublesome to me and to I think a lot of other people watching the show play out is that it's like she only seems concerned with herself, at least from what she said, because, you know, she's calling she's saying that the people who are bringing these lawsuits are like assholes and trying to ruin her life and all of this stuff. And it's like, Babe, the people bringing this lawsuit are plane crash victims who didn't get the money that your husband owed them. So whether or not they are, whether or not you're being personally impacted by this, which obviously she is, it's for a reason. Like, it's not like some some other rich businessman is just like, I think I'm going to take Erica's money. It's like, they're victims. Right. And I think that I agree. And I think that she is thinking about herself because she is the she's the one going through this and I'm also not comparing the situations like I think the victims are it what they went through is horrific and awful but at the same time you know what I thought about what if a part of that conversation like what if at one point she did mention the victims and she did say that and she and she did and maybe because it's reality tv maybe that part got cut out you never know but at the same time I feel like she is entitled to like care and talk about herself in this like in this situation i don't know it's really it's a really like weird yeah. um, conversation no, and also from think... an outside perspective like it's it's a weird thing i would never say that she's like not entitled to also be upset for what she's personally going through i just think the fact that this broke you know 7 months ago and on the show there hasn't been any acknowledgement on social media in any kind of statement that she's put out. Like, I think that's the thing. Like, obviously I know the editors could be picking and choosing what to include, but like, there's never been any kind of inkling anywhere that she actually like feels bad. And And I think that's the, that's the thing. Like, even if she can't go into details or she can't say much, just be like, I hope everyone gets the money they're entitled to or something like that. You know, like you're, I feel like, And I've heard, you know, like more legal expert type people also say that it's like she could acknowledge the victims without incriminating herself. 
Okay, so that's, uh, and again, like, I'm not, like, defending. I'm like, no, she deserves it. But I was thinking that, too. Like, what if she just, like, legitimately doesn't want to say one thing about this lawsuit, like, yeah. online? Because then if she does, people will be like, well, she, you know, like, and look at what she's going through already where she even said, like, it, all it takes is one person to say you're divorced. And then the whole internet picks that up and whatever. So she can say one thing about the victims. And I would be like, <gasps> Erica Jane, like, ha- said, like, this about the victim. Like, so maybe she just wants yeah. to stay away from I mean- it, which is tearing at her more i don't know it's undoubtedly she's in a very tricky situation like i think it, it, no matter in where her you fall small home her small home <laughs> no matter where you fall on like liking erica hating erica whatever i think everyone can agree that her situation right now is not ideal <laughs> oh yeah it um, is it was like oh shit yeah, we saw a lot of emotions this episode. Also, I loved seeing Kyle have a real heart to heart with Kathy about how she, you know, is f- having some depression issues and specifically feels like in the pandemic, she's falling short as a mom with Portia and that she's worried about seeing Portia kind of be so comfortable, you know, not socializing and at home all the time and sort of, you know, shrinking into herself. And I think this was like one of the most like honest moments I can remember Kyle having on the show where it just felt super genuine. And like, she kind of is at a loss for what to do. Yeah. Because she was at one point, like she was like leaving the house. She said, and it was noon and her daughter was just waking up and she's like, but at the same time, I can't be mad because there's nothing else for her to do. Like she was on a normal day. She wouldn't sleep till noon. But honestly, I have to agree with Portia. I'm a lot older than like 12, but I, I, prefer staying in too and not socializing these days. It's just like you become accustomed to it. And like the thing is, Kyle's also like, do you think I would ever let her have those nails? No. And then they did that flashback to Portia. And Portia's like, because I'm a queen. And I was like, Portia, oh my God. I love it. I, I kind of agree with you in a weird way. I feel like I do kind of relate to Portia. And I, so I totally get what Kyle is saying about how like, I don't, you know, like over the last year, I feel like a lot of us have gotten more comfortable sort of being on our own and like staying kind of inside ourselves. And that, you know, at one point it's like a coping mechanism, but then, yeah. you know, now obviously when they were filming the show, it was still stuff was pretty much in lockdown, you know, vaccines weren't out yet. So like now we're dealing with the real time effects of like, okay, so I can go out and socialize whenever I want, but like, I'm gonna I don't necessarily want to do that all the time. Like maybe, maybe I have Bravo to catch up on. <laughs> I I have come a long way to be honest. Like in the beginning, uh, I didn't leave yeah. my house literally, and then towards like once the vaccines really started like happening, whatever, I was getting a little looser, like in going out, whatever. And now I don't even qu- think twice about like going out to dinner, going out. I will to the, say a store. I think I always sort of had this about me, but I now I feel very like at peace with whatever I actually want to do. I'm like, if there's a Saturday where I just want to have like TV day on the couch, I don't feel like it's like wrong of me to want that versus like going out and like having a social day all day. It's about the balance. (laughs) I'm like, if I go two weeks Great. without seeing a friend, obviously, then I'm going to feel FaceTime. like there's oh, FaceTime. Yeah. But like, 
you know, <laughs> we're like you and I are going to see each other next week for the first Yay! time. For the first time since before we started doing this podcast. Isn't so, that crazy, you guys? We always talk about we launched this podcast in quarantine literally a month after it started. We launched in April and Dylan and I have not seen each other in person. We're going to we are going to. Should we like do a Bravo prayer like when we see each other and like hold hands and hug? <laughs> <laughs> should we like should we like sing a song? I don't know how to heal a heart. Money can't buy your class. Money can't buy you. Oh my god. We also okay, last last thing about Beverly Hills before before we move on to family karma, we meet Sutton's daughter for the first time. I Sutton's like daughter, seeing Sutton as a Sutton's mother. Sutton's daughter Porter who has turned 18 since season 10 was filmed, so now she can decide that she wants to be on camera. Uh, a big I like to think of it as a big middle finger to Sutton's ex because, you know, that's a whole thing. Um Sutton's daughter seems so lovely so well-mannered you know mm-hmm. she's a, a kappa kappa gamma kappa, so happy kappa that genius I, <laughs> happy that i am a kappa kappa gamma uh, <laughs> she seems just like such a lovely young woman i absolutely agree and I, I truly did i i liked seeing sutton like in that scene we we haven't seen her like with her kids ever so it's very different and like she was, it was really funny when Lisa Rinna was over like for lunch and Lisa's like a very like fun, like nurturing woman. So she was like talking to Porter, like how old, are, when's your birthday? What's your sign? And I, oh my God. So Amelia is 19, which is just one little year older than Porter. And boy, are they on in two different phases Can of you, their lives. <laughs> when Lisa was <laughs> suggesting that Porter and Amelia should like hang out and have a play date. I like, can you even <laughs> imagine what they would talk about? Cause I can't like, no, but I, we, we, we can't, we guys, we can't even come up with words right this Porter, second. Porter would be like, yeah, my mom doesn't let me get lip fillers. And Amelia's like, what? That's weird. <laughs> I know. I, I like really can't, but it's funny. Cause, but, and then in Sutton's um, confession, she goes, yeah, I'm not too sure about that play date. It's not going to happen. Can you imagine Sutton right, doesn't like, let her get lip fillers and Amelia's dating a 37-year-old with three kids? Like, they're not going to... They don't have that much in common. No, th- I think they would be very cordial to each other, but, you know, not a lot. Ew, there's nothing worse than your mom wanting you to hang out with someone's kid. Not there. No, like, there's right. literally... That is, like, nauseating. That is, like, the most... It's the most painful kind of small talk because you're, like, you both have the understanding that you're being forced to be there. <laughs> It's not like, oh, one of us is kind of into it. I guess I'll be nice. It's like, so your mom knows my mom. It would be like the way <laughs> Reno was talking to Porter. Like, it would be like that. It would be like a date almost. But but you're not, you're, it's for, oh, God, oh, God, it's it's terrible. I can't even think about it. But why can't, okay. like, Por- Porter and Portia would have more fun together, I feel. I want to hang out with Portia. <laughs> I would hang out with Portia. I would hang out with Porter. I just want to hear more about Sutton, to be honest. Like, I feel like I need like an inside scoop on what's what Sutton is like. Yeah. Like, does she buy her any like is she the type of mom where it's like gives her an allowance, or does she's like, all right, come on, Porter, we're going shopping and like buys her anything? Does she get like does she get like one one couture piece passed down to her for her birthday every year? Wait, also side note, the internet 
flipped out when Sutton called um, Crystal's pants ugly because everyone was like, Sutton wore a fucking pipe cleaner last week as a bow. And like, she's like, just because you're wearing couture does not mean it's fat. Like, oh my God, people are ripping her a new one because she wears like Dolce & Gabbana to the grocery store, but it's ugly as fuck. There's, yeah, I mean, I just think there's a difference between fashion and style. Totally. And I actually, I think I like a lot of what Sutton wears. I think it's like very particular to her, but like it is funny for her to call like a pretty basic pair of black leather pants ugly. Cause it's like, that's just something that people wear. And like Kathy Hilton <laughs> said, I thought the pants were darling. Darling. I love that is such a Kathy Hilton word to use. I thought the pants were darling. Spring has sprung and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. Okay, let's talk about Family Karma. This is another another banger of an episode with lots going on. Um, Okay, because we were talking about... (laughs) the awkward date that would happen between uh, Porter and Amelia. Let's talk about Anisha's date, which is a little awkward, but overall, I think pretty cute. She's so funny in general and knows it. Like, it's one thing when someone doesn't know they're awkward or fun, like, and yeah and doesn't acknowledge it she knows it and she was saying how she has like diarrhea of the mouth and they showed her she was like so what's your favorite food and to be honest like i have done that before especially if you know that you're totally. not you're not it's like actually one of my favorite things to do when you just like come out with a random question and it's like and but at the same time it's really fun because it makes you think so it's like huh but i totally i can totally relate with this day i can totally relate with the date experience of like you get to a con like you start talking about something because it it was like a natural progression of the conversation and then all of a sudden you're like why have why have i been talking about sea creatures for five minutes like (laughs) i don't this isn't something that's important to me i don't normally talk about this like why did i just decide that like this was like i feel like that's such a thing on like a first date that you have like you're like throwing out opinions that you've never even like considered before. You're like, Oh yeah. Like now that I think about it, I guess like whales are pretty cool. Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) She's, she's really great though. I feel like she's like, she's very, she makes fun of herself. Like she knows it, but the, it was even more awkward with the drinks, like ordering the cocktails. She was like, I'm sure they have a full bar. Like they can me. I was like, this guy was hot. He was, and I wa- that's what I she kept saying to him again. He's six two, but he also seemed really nice. Like he seemed like a nice guy. So yeah, I yeah, yeah. They like hug- they're like, all right, thank bye, and like hugged and like left. I was like, guy, <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> Lots happening. But wait, okay. So 
Amrit and Vishal are starting a men's lingerie line, and I'm sorry. UDP. <laughs> the scene where Vishal was trying on the underwear was like really doing it for me. <laughs> it my, was... my friend and I, my, my friend and I are like very into the men on this show, and I was like sending him screenshots because he hasn't watched the episode. <laughs> Oh God! Okay, like, well, get ready. <laughs> it was no sex life. Three minute scene. Uh, episode three, the sh- three minutes. The shower. Scene. Yeah. Okay. So it was no that, but Vishal was packing it in. I would say, and is. yeah, and like the quality of the underpants, <laughs> underpants, Not panties, underpants. <laughs> didn't look. It looked like um. It looked like not the be- like not that it would hold everything is what I'm thinking, it but looked, they, they I would didn't say the show. Fabric, the fabric looked soft, but not that thick. Okay, to be honest, remember when you were in high school and you covered your textbooks with a book sock? That is what that was. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is what the red panties were. <laughs> but underwear that dance party? That might be the party? hardest you've ever made me laugh on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> book sock that's oh all my that, God. that material is all i can envision but yeah. they answered the door and it's almost like all the staff in the building clearly <laughs> knows who they are and it was so funny he was like i like it and then they were the cameras were there for the show so Emery was like, they think we're filming porn in here like they think we're doing something even he was like, oh my god it was a really great scene but uh, like i wonder where they are in this business because it is true like where do guys other than like Calvin Klein or like Abercrombie, where do boys buy these panties? Panties? I don't know. Like underwear you can buy anyways. <laughs> <laughs> they um, seem like they have an it, like the market needs this. That's all what I'm saying is like Calvin Klein does not sell this. They sell like those whitey tighty thongs. Like they don't sell the thongs. We need that. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. <laughs> Moving on. I'm advocating for for UDP. <laughs> okay the the main the main heart of this episode is obviously Nicholas and Amrit. And before we get to the proposal scene, which is very sweet, we have kind of an awkward moment because Nicholas comes over to Amrit's parents' house and he wants to talk to Amrit's mom, and he basically sits down with her and is like, "Look." Be, be real with me. Do you think Amrit wants to get married? Like, what do you think it's going to take? Like, what, do, do you think this is like the timeline? And I have to say she did such an incredible job of like not giving anything away. I was shocked. Yeah, because moms are terrible at that. And they would be like, yeah, like, well, I really like I really assumed and I think it would have still been OK if she was like, oh, I definitely think he'll be ready. I just maybe I don't know how long it'll take. But she was literally like she was kind of giving him like a pessimistic answer where she was like, Nicholas, I don't know. I don't know if he'll ever want to get married. And it's like. But I also uh, like seeing them together. Like, I feel like he feels very comforted by um, totally. family. And it's I really like the relationship that he's building with them, even though it's been like, you know, a while, but he's feeling more comfortable and open. Talking totally. To them. And especially knowing that he has kind of a fraught relationship with his own parents. Right. And, you know, they're they haven't always been the most accepting. It is great to see that. Amrit's parents can kind of be like that family for him that he doesn't necessarily feel he always has on his side. Um, 
But then we get to our boat day, which I love that Bali put this boat day together. But the fact that they have to get there so early in the morning, she's like, what? It's the only time I could get the boat. Honestly, that answer and the way she said it was you couldn't be more perfect than that. She was like, good morning. And then they were like complaining about it. And I don't know why that just like that one line. She said, she's like, what? It's the only time I can get it. Like, she's just that person. I feel like you want to have around. She like is really good at those situations, but this couldn't have gone more perfect to be honest. I know someone who didn't have a plan. And that's just funny because sometimes plans don't work. Bali is the friend in the group who makes the plans who like steps up to make the plan and then other people who like didn't take any initiative will like complain about it. And she's like, did you, well, would you rather have a boat in the morning or not at all? Because I was the one who called (laughs) like she made it happen. You know, they're drinking their champagne. I love that Vishal is more nervous than Amrit because he's like such a supportive friend. Wait. And also that (laughs) Vishal goes, are you sure you want to do this? And Amrit goes, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't really think I have a choice. Are you like, are you sure? (laughs) But it was a little nerve wracking because they didn't know where to go, what to do, where we were going to be. I I actually liked the, I liked the kind of construct of that. They were like taking, like taking a couple's picture because it made it so that they could film it without it being like conspicuous that was all Vishal I'm giving that all to him where they were all laying there and he's like should we take like he initiated that oh, and let's it was take couples perfect. pictures like Nicholas I'm really like, get up there oh it was we, so and cute and then Amri gave the ring to Nicholas and was like now I want you like I want you to have the opportunity <laughs> too and I was like this is so freaking cute and then they were and then yeah it's nothing worse than a boat at 7 30 in the morning though it's like okay now we have the whole day to celebrate great now it's 10 a.m <laughs> uh it was so cute i love these people i listen they're the best don't sleep everyone says don't sleep on family karma seriously don't sleep on family karma you shouldn't also i was dying when amri earlier in the episode had his dog in the confessional with him oh that is the cutest dog there's just so many great things going on. B- Brian still won't tell anyone that he lost his job. Like that's a disaster waiting to happen. There's so much going on. Truly. <laughs> I know, but he wasn't really in this like episode as much, but I kind of, th- I I feel like we don't have enough good things to say about this show. It's just really good. It's a really good flow. I actually like the way it's like, everybody's in every episode, at least a little bit but they sort of pick and choose like who the focus is from week to week. So it's like this week, like there wasn't so much Brian, like we didn't really see like Dylan and Sean very much, but like, obviously th- it was important that Nicholas and Amrit have their moment. We saw more like Monica talking with her parent, with her mom, like they have so much going on in the cast. And I think they're doing a great job of kind of like zooming in on different sort of like angles for each episode. Right. Right. And um, that'll love to do see it. it. Oh, and, and all right. Yes, we love to see it. But there's I wanted to wait till our Sunday record our Monday recording. Talk about Potomac. But there is something I want to bring up really quick. Last okay. week, we were talking about Wendy's plastic surgery. OK. She posted that she oh, got her butt done and they cut it. She got out a BBL. 
Yeah. She got a Brazilian butt lift, which is the biggest trend on TikTok right now, by the way. There are so many BBL videos happening. <laughs> it's like a very, it's, it's like the Kardashian surgery, basically. But I thought it was so interesting that she said right at the table, at the nude interlude, she told all the women she got a boob job and a BBL and they cut it out. And it makes her look like such a liar on the episode because we... I remember I brought up that when she was at the doctor's office, they were looking at, you know, like healing on her hips, which is obviously not from a breast augmentation. And so I was glad that she clarified that. But I also feel like that's extremely shady of the editors to cut that Um, because it's like you made her look like a liar. (laughs) And like, who knows if she's telling the 100 percent truth, but like she wasn't lying about like having an ass. (laughs) Yeah, but also like why? Why? Yeah, um, yeah. I, that's all I can say is that Edi- it would be yeah. shady. Because like, will why say, would like, you? The Bravo <laughs> editors are great, but sometimes they make decisions that I'm like, why, why, oh, why? But whatever. We'll have a fresh episode of Potomac to talk about when we are back on Monday. But that's going to do it for us today. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend. It's Podcast Friday, as we know. <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, follow the show wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. Also, check out our Bravo merch collection at Betches.co slash Bravo merch. And in the meantime, just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.